and you got that map and it's turned upside down. And sometimes when you're trying to lead yourself and you are, you're, you're doing this whole self leadership thing, that's what ends up happening. You, you think you're following the right map and you you might have that map in front of you, but it's turned upside down. You don't really know which way is up and which way is down. And, and the, the best thing that you could do is to have somebody who has the, the greater picture in mind and they don't just see the, from the past to the present, but they see the whole thing from the past, the present and the future. And the only way to have that kind of a voice in your life is to have the spirit of God leading you. Because God sees everything. The Spirit is able to lead us from the past, the present, and the future with all of that in mind. So these voices that we have in our life, the, uh, our life, it, it ends up being the sum total of all of these voices that we are listening to. Where we are at right now is the culmination of all these voices, our own included, of, of, of what that we're listening to that's leading us to where we are at right now. So the primary voices in your life when you were a child, they influenced how you, how you were raised, how you, how you lived. Um, nobody, nobody taught me how to speak English. As in, I didn't go to some, some classroom, um, I guess I had English class, but, but they, from an early age, I just heard the people that were around me, my parents, the, those, my family around me, they were, they were there, they, they were speaking English and, uh, and that's the language that I began to pick up on those words. It's amazing. Even right now I've got, uh, my, my one year old at home that's starting to learn words and, and I, I, so we, we are teaching him English, but it's, he's picking up things that even we aren't there trying to teach him those words. He's picking up words and he's, he's learning and he's, he's understanding, you know, sentence structure. And it's amazing. Even you don't, you don't teach, you know, an accent, you know, depending on where you're at, where you live in the country, but yet you pick that up. You pick up certain mannerisms and you pick up certain things just from the people that you're around. They even, they even pick up on, you know, just, just the different, uh, words that you would use in certain regions of the country, all because you're influenced by the people that you're around. Your life is formed by the voices that are speaking to you. I want you to know that your voice and, and, and your behavior, it's a testimony to the regional influence that you have in your life. I'm not just talking like Northeast Indiana or the Midwest region. It's the, the region, the things that you have around you, that you have in the region surrounding you, wherever you go, you are influenced by that. And I, for me, I want to be spirit led. I want to be spirit directed. And so I want the regional voices that are surrounding me to be voices that are leading me in a, in the direction of the spirits. And I want to God, his voice to be one of the primary voices that's leading me, in fact, the primary voice that is leading me and directing my life. If you're intentional about reading the Bible, you'll quickly pick up on the fact that the believers are called to seek guidance and to seek wisdom from God. And that is living a spirit-led life. 
It's, it's praying and it's asking God, give me wisdom. Lord, help me today to know what, what choices to make. Help me to, to choose the right paths. And this, this spirit-led life, it is an attainable thing. I want you to know that you can do this. You can live a spirit-led life. God can lead your life. If you have a pen, you want to just write down just in these couple of blanks that we have there. That spirit-led individuals are informed by the spirit and then they are obedient to the spirit to be informed by the spirit and then to obey the spirit is what it really means to be spirit led you first need to hear and to be informed by what are, where is the spirit leading me in, uh, in, in my life and then not just to know it intellectually or, or to feel it in, in, your, in your heart but to then be obedient to it is to be spirit led it takes both things you see we're, we're going to try to demystify this just a little bit and nobody has ever really uh, accused me of being a great fisherman I, I enjoy going fishing uh, it took a couple of years ago we uh, we took a couple of our men, and we went out on, on Lake Erie, and we tried to catch a bunch of walleye. I think we caught two that were maybe about three inches long, and uh, we caught some catfish, and that was, that was about it. We were out on that lake for hours and hours and hours, and uh, somehow our guide out-talked Brother Joe Smith. He he out talked everyone on the way to the uh, to the uh, to the lake, and then our guide out talked Brother Smith. And but we all had a great time. Uh, for me, though, it's it's mostly luck. I mean, someone kind of has to tell me where to cast. They have to tell me where where I'm gonna uh, what what bait is the best one to use. I remember growing up when I was a teenager, Brother Bill Miller. He took uh, a couple of us young men. Uh, several years in a row, we went out or down to Virginia for some fishing trips on the Rappahannock River. And man, those are, those are some of the best memories uh, for, for me growing up. And just, uh, you know, some of those fun weeks I've had in my life. We caught some really big monster fish there on that river. And we would cook them up. For me, I didn't have the luxury of your later trips where you were taking uh, the, those teens where they had a house that they stayed in. We just stayed in the duck blind for a week. And for me as a teenager, I was able to do it. But God bless Brother Miller. Sleeping there in a duck blind for a week. And I remember the bugs getting so bad a couple of nights that we said, forget, let's ditch the duck blind. Let's just go out in the field. And we just slept in the open air, brought our sleeping bags up there. And we had a great time. But we, we had somebody that was teaching us how to fish. You know, but if I, and, and I could do that. I, 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 I kind of knew how to just throw a little bit of liver. We'd stop and we'd get some chunks of liver and we'd throw that on there because we're trying to catch some catfish and, and it was pretty easy. You could actually get like three, four poles in. You just cast them all out. It's just sitting there on the bottom of the river. And as soon as one of those poles starts going, you, you grab that pole and you try to reel the fish in. That's easy fishing. But if I were to go fly fishing, that's a whole different story. I need somebody to teach me how to go fly fishing. I wouldn't know, I wouldn't have the, the, the slightest clue of what to do when it takes to go fly fishing. 
I need a guide. I need somebody who's who's showing me. You know, this is this is how you you whip it back, and then you go you go that way, and this way, and that way, and then oh, this is how you can tell when it's really a bite, and that's when you need to that's when you need to uh, hook that fish. And I need a, I need a guide to tell me. And you know what? The Spirit. He is that kind of guide in our life for things that, that we go through life and we have no idea what's going on sometimes. Even if we know, we think we know what's going on sometimes, we have no clue what's going on sometimes. And we need a guide who knows the ins and the outs of how to do it. We need a guide that's going to get us through life. And let me tell you that there are things that are elusive to you in life. Maybe for you, you need deliverance from an addiction. Or maybe you need freedom from the pain or the bitterness that, of unforgiveness from your past that's, that's disfiguring all of your, uh, the way that you're looking at, at some individuals in your life. Or maybe you're a person that's just completely stressed out or you're, you're medicating your stress, uh, with, with shopping or with alcohol or with some chemicals or whatever it is that you're medicating your stress with. Maybe for you, it's that joy is beyond your reach. But if I could tell you that God is your supreme guide and that this, this spirit can lead you and guide you into a place where these things are no longer elusive. This is what it means to be a spirit led individual. To have transformation that's taking place in your life. He, he is an incredible leader and guide for your life. The Holy Spirit will guide you. In John chapter 16 verse 13. John chapter 16 verse 13. It tells us how be it when he the spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth. The spirit is an incredible guide. He will guide you into all truth. So the spirit. This Holy Spirit. This this. Uh, guide. It's, it's this navigation system. It's like this, this navigation system for our life. And when God, uh, placed the spirit in your life, you receive this guide. If, if you've not yet received the spirit of God, yeah, and, 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 and you will know it if you do. You know if you receive his spirit because there is evidence of it. Scripture tells us that you will speak with other tongues. That's the initial evidence of the Holy Ghost. And then there's a whole bunch of other fruits or evidence of the fact that you have his spirit. But God, he places a a destination in your life. This guide who will place a destination in your life. And that destination that this uh, that God is placing in your life is heaven. That's that's the ultimate destination for every one of us. That the guide is leading us, every one of us, to the same place. And so this is how you know that there's one spirit, it has one destination, and there's only one path to get to that destination. All, all of heaven, all of, or all, all of us, all of creation, we, we uh, have one destination that the spirit would lead us to it doesn't matter what your past meant or what what your past says about you it doesn't matter about what area of the world you live in it doesn't matter any of that there is one place that the spirit is leading us to that's to heaven now 
as I said, there's only one way to get to heaven. And we can see it in Isaiah chapter 35. Isaiah chapter 35, verse 8, tells us, And a highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. That the unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men. Though fools shall not err therein. A highway shall be there. What's the name of the highway? The way of holiness. It says there should be a highway and it is the way of holiness. What an interesting passage of scripture. When God is, is your guide, there's some people that they may consider that my life of holiness is foolishness. But scripture says I will not go astray. The highway of holiness is going to get me from here where I'm at to there where the spirit is trying to lead me and guide me which is heaven. The highway of holiness is the only path to get to where the spirit is leading me. The spirit can get you there because the spirit is the ultimate navigation system for your life. The spirit will lead you there. Now, if I want to go to to Disney World, you know, can can I turn on a GPS on my phone and get me there? In fact, I could just get on my phone and I could ask Siri, take me to Disney World. If I were to do that, Siri, I think, would tell me that it's uh, going to take me approximately, if I'm driving and this is, if I go straight, we're not stopping my kids, they're not getting out, they're going to wear diapers, in fact, in the car on the way there so we don't have to make any stops. And it'll take us about 15 hours and 48 minutes if I drive the speed limit. And that's because it is 1,125 miles away from here. Now, does Siri ever tell you or does that GPS ever tell you? Now, you know, I just want to think about this when you ask it. You know, take me to Disney World. I just want to think about this. I, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I want to actually take you there. I, I, I don't know if that's if that's really where you want to go, Pastor. I don't. In fact, I don't even know where Disney World is. Now, Siri never gives me those instructions. It never. When I when I ask it to take me to that place, it's going to take me to that place. Now, a lot of times, we have more confidence in our GPS system than we have in the Spirit. We have more confidence in this right here than we have in the Spirit of God leading us to where we need to go. We have more confidence in the things that we see on the news, or that we see a uh, see on Facebook, or we see on uh, in, in articles that we would read, or books that we would read, that would... You know, this is the way to, to have a, this is the way to have a, a good life, or this is the way to get to, to where you're trying to go. And, and we have more confidence in that than we have in the Spirit of God. You know, and what, what happens, what happens on that GPS system if you get a little bit off course? That's right. Rerouting. Rerouting. God does the same thing. 
God's not going to turn to you and, and say, hey, I'm sorry you got off course. There's no way for you to get back on course and to make it to heaven now. There's no way for you. I'm sorry you took too many wrong turns. You no longer are being led by me. If you want to uh, do that, I'm sorry you, you chose too many wrong turns and I can't get you back on course. Again, sometimes we have more confidence in our GPS system than we have in God to get us back on course. And our GPS system can get us, and in fact, we were just talking about this, my, my wife and I, as we were driving around, we uh, took a little vacation this last week, and we're like, can you imagine, uh, you know, think back, and I, I can kind of remember it, driving when there was no GPS system, and and we had just map quests that you would just print off the maps, or you had an atlas that you were driving with, or uh, all that, where you had to actually pay attention to all the signs. And if you took too many wrong turns, we were saying, how was it that we would ever get back on course? I guess you'd have to stop and ask somebody. We don't really do that too much anymore. But we have more confidence in, in this right here than we have in God on getting us back on course. But God, if you listen to him and you're willing to change the things that got you off course, and that's the big if right there. If you're willing to change the things that got you off course, God can get you back on course and he can recalculate your, uh, your, your pattern of where you're needing to go. And he can begin to, his recalculating takes a whole lot less time than it takes that GPS system because God, he always knows how to get you back. And in fact, all it takes is just a few steps and you take a step towards God and God will come running to you and he will lead you back right on the path path of where it takes to get to heaven. There's one destination. There's one destination the Spirit's leading you to. That's to heaven. The path, the highway to get there is the highway of holiness, and the Spirit will lead you along that pathway of that highway of holiness. Now, let's just talk about something else. The Spirit of God, it's not only your navigational system, but it's also your intelligence system. Some of us are frustrated because you gave our life to God. You gave your life and you were filled with the Spirit. And you're still getting pulled out into the parking lot and getting beaten. And your teeth kicked in by the enemy every Friday night. And you're there and you're like, why can I not kick this addiction in my life? Or why is it that I still feel weak? Or why is it that I cannot resist the, this temptation? And you're disappointed because your understanding was that the Spirit of God was going to give you power. Acts 1.8 tells us that the Spirit of God will give you power to be an overcomer. I don't know about you, but I don't question verses like that. I don't question any, any of these. If it's, if it's in here, I don't question it. And if that's what it says, then I'm going to believe it to be true. That the Spirit of God has given us power to be overcomers. And some of us are thinking, well, if that's true, then why do I still feel bound? Why am I not transformed? And let me just tell you that the Spirit of God is not just a source of power, but it's a source of intelligence 
And your problem is not a lack of spiritual power. Your problem is a lack of spiritual intelligence. You might be lacking a little bit of spiritual IQ. And that's not to say that you just need to keep learning more and more. The fact it, it's, it's that the Spirit has already told you, and now you need to be obedient to what it's telling you. You have the power. The Spirit has given you the power to be an overcomer. You have it. Now, are you willing to be obedient to the things that it's telling you? Are you willing to be obedient to the, to the things that the Spirit is giving you the intelligence of how to be an overcomer for the addictions and for the, uh, the, the things that are uh, continuing to, to cause you traps and to fall down again and again? See, the Spirit of God, it will lead you, it will lead you down the path that you need to go. You have the power to be an overcomer. And if you, if you will listen to it, if you'll be obedient to it, then the Spirit will always lead you down the right path. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 through 12 says, But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit Searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now, we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. Amen, and you're thankful for that. I'm thankful I didn't receive the spirit of the world, but I received the spirit of God. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. See, the Bible, it tells us that the Holy Spirit searches all things, the deep things of God. That we have access, the Spirit that's in us, we have access to the deep things of God. Now, that's quite a perspective. That's quite a perspective to, to, be, to have access to the deep things of God, to the panoramic view of our life. And that's not to say that God is always going to, to, to tell you the grand picture, but he can lead you and guide you step by step in knowing the panoramic view that God has all things under control. Have you ever been in a situation that you look back on it and you realize, whoa, God was preparing me for something that I was about to face. You know, like going through it, you're questioning and wondering, why am I facing this right now? Why am I going through this turmoil? And you don't understand it in the moment. But a couple of years later, you look back and you then see that was preparing me for this next thing that I had, that I was going through, this next person that I was going to encounter. And I could be the voice of God to them and I could help them. See, that's what I'm talking about with the, the spirit-led life is, is it will lead you to and it will lead you through things that sometimes you're, you're wondering, why am I going through this? But being spirit-led, it will help you go through those moments and prepare you for something that's to come. See, I've had some, some building block moments in my life that were frustrating to me when they were happening. You know, they weren't like high moments for me, there were, there were lows, but when you look, when I look back at them, I realize that was the Spirit of God that was preparing me for some things to come. I'm here just to tell you that if that's where you're at right now, hold on. 
don't give up, don't give up that, that, that prayer life and then to say, God, help me through this moment. God, lead me, instruct me. God, give me the wisdom that I need. Lord, help me to pull from this situation that I'm in, what it is that I need, because I trust you, God, and I know that there's a purpose for the, and a plan for why I'm going through what I'm going through. So that's why the Spirit is so invaluable in your journey. The Spirit of God, it's your navigational system and it's your intelligence system. It, it will teach us and it will guide us in truth. And the Spirit, it presents to us the will of God. It presents to you the will of God. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 9, it says, Having made known unto us the mystery of His will, according to His good pleasure, which He has purposed in Himself. I need to know, what does God want me to do with my life? That's a great big question. What does God want me to do with my life? I want to know your will, God. You know, even Jesus prayed that. God, not my will, but yours be done. I don't want my will to get in the way of your will. And I don't, I don't want the things that I desire, the things, the easy path that I would want to go down. I don't want that to be the, the path that I go down if your will is for me to go down a different path. God, I want your will. And that's what the Spirit-led life is. It's, it's, it's following after, or it's, it's being presented the will of God and then being obedient to the will of God. Now, the Spirit of God is your leader. I have a couple more blanks that are here. If you have a pen, you can fill these in. But the Holy Spirit, it leads you. It does not control you. It leads you. It's going to be a guide for your life. It's going to be a leader in your life. It's not going to make turn you into some robot. If God wanted... If God just, all he desired was just praise and all God desired was, was people who were obedient to him, he could have created us that way. But rather, God chose to create us as beings who had choice and free will. And even when he fills us with his spirit, he still says, you can follow me or you can choose to follow your own path. I'm not going to choose for you. I'm not going to make you. But if you follow me, if you listen to the, this little small voice, and that's often what it is, if you listen to the little small voice that I have for you and you wake up in the morning and when you're going about your day, if you listen to that little small voice that's the leading of the Spirit, just that little prick in your heart that tells you, I need to go this direction, or I need to, uh, I, I shouldn't go here, I shouldn't go there, I shouldn't say this, and those, those little things in our life where the Spirit is leading us, if you are obedient to those things, then God will lead you into the greatest life that you could ever live. The greatest life that you could ever experience is to live a spirit-filled life, a spirit-led life. 
See, we, we never lose the ability to choose to follow his leading. You have the ability to choose. We are always responsible for our words. We are always responsible for our actions. It's, it's not the spirit that's going to just control you and, and make you say things or do things. We have choice. Romans 8, 14 tells us, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. See, God's looking for sons. He's not looking for robots. Or should I just say, God's looking for children. He's not looking for robots. He doesn't want us all just following a bunch of rules for the sake of obedience. You know, in the Old Testament, we read about all these rules and these sacrifices that that had to be made in certain ways. But under this new covenant, people's sins were truly covered by the work of Jesus, Jesus Christ on the cross. And I'm thankful for the work that Jesus did in my life. And he did that because he was interested in leading us. He forgave our sins. He gave his life for our sins. And he says, I don't just want to control you with a bunch of rules, but I want to put in you my spirit to be a leader and to be a guide so that you follow me and you know what it takes to get to heaven, that you know and you have my spirit in you. See, we can make our lives a masterpiece when we are led by the spirit of God. So be careful. Be careful because in, in much of the church world today, there's a lot of people who are interested in, in just having God as a consultant, not a king. They don't want to be commanded by God. They don't want, to, they don't want God just to, to, to tell you this is the right path and, and then you have to follow it. So be careful because I'm here to tell you that the Spirit of God, while it doesn't control you, His voice is always going to lead you down the right path. It's not just a consultant, one of many. It's not just one of one of many voices that you should turn to to say, which path should I go, which which way should I go? No, the Word of God, the Spirit of God, when it's leading you, it's always going to lead you down the right path. And I'm just going to close with this. That that Spirit... It's available for us today. If you have not been filled with that spirit, God, he can fill you with the spirit today. Scripture tells us, and we could go to Acts chapter 2, where, it, uh, where we see this promise come to pass. This promise that Jesus had said before he ever left this earth, that he said, I will fill you with my spirit. Go to Jerusalem and wait there because I have a gift for you and a promise for you. And they went and they began to pray and they prayed for 10 days. And at the end of the 10 days, it says that it filled the room where they were at. And all of a sudden they began to speak in languages that they did not know. And they said, this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. When Joel prophesied that his spirit would be poured out in the last days. And his sons and his daughters would prophesy. And young men would see visions and old men would dream dreams and that we would go and that we could go and to change this world by the power of the spirits this is that which was spoken way back then and now it's being fulfilled even today because they said this promise is unto you and to your children to all them that are far off even as many as the lord our god shall call
That promise of the Spirit, that promise that you can be filled today with the Spirit is still alive and well today. That promise is still waiting to come to pass in your life. If it hasn't come to pass, God wants to fill you with His Spirit yet today. And all He's looking for is a, is a person or an individual that says, God, here I am. God, I'm sorry for being the, the, the one person that, uh, for being the person that is trying to lead my own life, my own way. And God, instead, from this day forward I want you to take the lead God I want you to be the one who's who's filling me and to lead and leading me and when we do that that is the beginning of repentance it's saying God I've done it this way all my life and instead I want to do it your way and that's the beginning of repentance and that's what God's calling you to to you to today is place of repentance Amen. We're going to have an opportunity all around this place here today that you can re, you can can make that decision in your life. God, I want you to take the lead. In fact, can we all stand in this place as our Sunday school classes are making their way back in here? If we could just all lift up our hands, we just want to just praise God. If you've been filled with that spirit, I want, wonder if you could just lift God, uh, lift your hands up and just praise God and say, Lord, I pray that you would help me to be led by you. God, I pray that you would just help me, Lord, to, to, to drown out the other voices in my life that I've allowed to creep in. Lord, and that your voice would be the prominent voice in my life. That I could be led by your spirit. God, that I would not go astray. That I would not turn this way or that way. But instead, I would just follow you. Amen. Would you just pray that prayer here today?